hey everybody welcome to another episode of alicia shanice reviews i am your host it's your girl shanice coming back at you with another podcast we are on episode 141 and tonight's topic is snowfall episode three of season five titled lions and yes 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 we about to get into it we about to break it down and we about to dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform this weekend i will be dropping my bel-air recap of episode six it will come out tomorrow i will do my recap of big sky because that returns tonight as well so i'll get big sky recap out tomorrow as well um that's going to be episode 10 of season two titled happy thoughts so we'll get that out tomorrow as well and then come back sunday and we will recap power book force do not forget you can always follow me on social media for facebook it's alicia shanice for instagram it's alicia shanice reviews and if you need to email me it's alicia shanice reviews 13 at gmail.com you can inbox dm or email me for any special requests you have i will recap any requests if you have a tv show a movie a documentary which is something i love to recap or even a music album all you got to do is hit me up on either one of those platforms and give me a couple days to get back to you and i will get your request out within a week and do not forget the weekend is approaching so you can always follow my dope music playlist they are exclusively on spotify if you type in shanice loves you will see all of my music playlists and my music ears is long range so i have every playlist that you could even think of. I got a neo soul. I got 80s R&B, 90s R&B, 90s hip hop, 80s hip hop. Um, I'm writing a book, so I got my book writing playlist on there. Just you know, long ears and good vibes. So if you ever want to just you know scramble and find some music and don't have time to look back and forth or look back and forth, Shanice got you. All you got to do is go to Spotify, type in Shanice loves and. And there you go. Those are the playlists. So on that note, let's get into the show and talk Franklin Saint. Let's talk Snowfall. Name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. Okay, so this is season five, episode three, titled Lions. The description reads, um, Teddy's return causes tension, forcing Jerome and Louis to negotiate with Scully. And before we get started, um, Damson Idris was on The Breakfast Club this morning. And I watched the interview. It was a really, really good interview. And you know that he's directing a lot of the episodes this season. And... He kind of gave a little bit of the backstory on um, Veronique's in his relation, you know, Franklin's relationship. You know, it's been a couple years, like in time passing that they did off screen. So they skipped ahead. And he was saying that Franklin met Veronique. Actually, do you guys remember in season four when he took over the... Um, the older couple's bookstore when he basically gypped them out of the bookstore and sent them off 
Well, they took him to court off screen, off screen. And when he when they took him to court, Veronique was one of the attorneys that represented him. And that's how they um, fell in love. So I thought that was interesting. and just wanted to share that with you guys in case you didn't catch the interview. But yes, he's directing a lot of the episodes this season. So kudos to him. He showed a lot of love to John Singleton and, you know, uh, shared what John Singleton taught him about the industry. And, you know, he found it very interesting about something that happened in season four that I actually found interesting. And I mentioned it on one of my recaps. He was like he found it interesting on how a lot of the fans were so pissed off at Alton last season and rooting for Teddy. And that was something that bothered me as well. And I talked about it. I said, um, you know, the show is fun. I take it serious because of the uh, it's a really good show. You know, anything John Singleton touched he brought magic to it but the one of the reasons why I love this show so much is because it this stuff it didn't happen in this form but with the Contras the war all it this happened and it was a domino effect on the black community so it's really real and I and I, that was one of my problems too I'm like in hindsight yeah everybody was like yeah F Alton but they not realize that Alton was based off a of Black Panther who was standing up to the CIA who brought all of this over here to destroy our community. So he said he found that interesting and, you know, kind of touched him as well. So I just thought that was interesting. And I liked the way he put it because I had felt that same way as well. It was a really good interview. You guys check that out. That was on The Breakfast Club this morning. So, we about to get into it and break it down scene for scene. Let me put my phone on silent because it seems like everybody wants text or call every time I start recording. All right. Okay. So, it opens up and we see Franklin. He having a sit down with the crew. We got Jerome. We got Louie. We got Leon. We got Black Diamond and Dallas and Peaches. And... He's telling them all about Teddy's return. And all Jerome could say is just like that. Louis, she wants to know every detail. Black Diamond, like, what did Grady say? Because remember, you know, she was getting her little freak on at nighttime with Mr. Grady. So she looked concerned, like, hold on, where'd he go? And we got Leon, like, shit, Teddy might have seen you and Grady was rolling around here like Bert and Ernie, you know, because they was buddy-buddy. So they like, you think he could have killed them? And Franklin is like, I don't know. Sometimes lions eat their young. So Louie asked about, did he even mention Alton? And, you know, Franklin is a little cold. He like, whatever happened to Alton, he did it to himself. And... He also tells them prices, they're not getting cut. They stay the same. So Louie is pissed because she has made all the, the promises in Inglewood. And she like, well, let me meet with him. I worked with him before. And Franklin is like, hell to the gnaw. And I'm not mad at him there. We're going to talk about Miss Louie. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about Miss Louie. So we go into the next scene. And Jerome and Louie, they meet with Mello. In, in the Inglewood crew, they tell them about the prices not getting cut, and instantly, they is not feeling it. They like, you putting us in a bad position dealing with the Grand Reaper and shit, a.k.a. Scully. So, 
It goes into the next scene and we see Franklin. He's in the office and you can tell he is all over the place. Veronique comes in trying to talk to him. He tells her that they have to put Grady's house back on, on the market and that Teddy is back. So by now, Veronique knows everything. And I'm not going to say that's a dumb move because she was his attorney. And, you know, they're getting ready to have a baby together. But with the story, a lot of people are saying, why is Franklin talking so much? He's not talking so much. What happened is the story came out and he realized one of his mistakes was not keeping it real with his circle about everything that he was dealing with, with that being such a big deal. So it's really only his enclosed circle that knows that he actually sells dope for the CIA. So, um... She asked about, like, did he say anything about your dad? And he brushes her off. So this is the second time he's brushed off anything with Alton. But you can tell whatever happened to Alton is messing with Franklin more than he's letting on. Um, so she tries to talk to him, but he keeps his guard up. And the stuff with, Al with Alton is definitely messing with him. But we don't know if Alton is dead. I'm not going to say Alton is dead. That's not my theory. Who knows? Like I said, when you think about it when he was reading the book the spook who sat by the door and that book is so deep and when teddy walked in i don't know if alton is dead i really don't so we get into the next scene and we go to inglewood down to the bottoms child <sighs> this fool scully he down there torturing quoting scriptures 25 14 a man that promises a gift and doesn't. Child. <laughs> Louis gets a page and it's mellow telling them that Scully is not happy with the news of the prices not getting cut. And also that is Tiana's birthday tomorrow. So he is already on 10. He demands to meet with them as soon as possible. At the same time he demanded to meet with them, he got my man tied up in the chair. He's still quoting scriptures. Talking about a man that promises a gift and doesn't get, doesn't like clouds. Child, if Scully don't stop it. So, Louie and Jerome, they talk and she like, how much did you hear? <laughs> Jerome like, sounded like it was Old, old Testament this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they used to Scully by now, but they know how he is. So they go down to the bottoms and it looks like hell, literally, child. It looks like hell. Scully got three men butt naked, blindfolded, with signs hanging over them, hanging from their necks. One says thief. The other says Judas. The other one says joke's not funny. <laughs> and this motherfucker got soldiers all the way around. So they walk up to the apartment. He got Christmas lights on the window. He got the music banging as usual. And he cuts my man's ear off and makes him clean up the damn blood. And that's like one of his day ones. That, that, that dude been around since the first time we seen Scully. He the one who sampled the yayo the first time man boy and uh and, and uh Leon brought it to him. <laughs> like, how you gonna cut his damn ear off? And how the fuck Melo make it to top dog before him? But whatever. So here goes Scully giving his little speeches, talking about, you know, what happened to honor and loyalty and, 
you know, I'm not even supposed to be cussing and acting like this because TT in this room and he pointed at a picture of baby girl. So, you know, it's just Scully being Scully. Soon as they leave and, you know, Louie, she agrees like, you know what? Fine. I'll, I'll honor what you said. And soon as they leave out, he asks Mello like, you, you, you smell possums. <laughs> so when Louie um, walks out, she tells Jerome, like, we are in business with a madman. And we ain't even making no money doing it. They they actually are selling the keys for what they paying for. So they not making no money off of it. So the shit makes no sense. So we get into the next scene. And Teddy makes his way to the old office where he used to do everything at before he went away. You still see the old, uh, the old little plate with the cocaine lines up in there when he used to get high he got all his little old cigarette butts still there and we see him looking at a picture of matt and remember we liked it matt matt was cool so louie and jerome they meet up with black diamond in dallas while they're taking their kids to school intention is in the air because remember black diamond in dallas was the one who did the uh the drive-by and they shot louie so tension is in the air. They kind of go back and forth. We see Jerome is not feeling them. But Black Diamond eventually apologizes. She like, you know, I'm sorry I shot you. But, you know, the, the gig is the gig, you know. So they end up putting them on Mello's trail because they got connections with the strip club and they need to get close to Mello by he's Scully number two. So we get to the next scene and Franklin meets up with Teddy to fill him out a little bit teddy tells him like look the price is that's not the problem the problem is you making yourself a middleman in your own operation so franklin knows he's right about that part but franklin also asked him about alton and teddy lies his ass off straight sociopath he like he refer he reverses it and flips it so quick he like your father he was a black panther you know what i'm saying he was a high value target and franklin like but wouldn't they want to use him more than kill him he like do you know what kind of noise he made do you know who he pissed off hell this could have been the bbi after him or the ggi or the llc or whatever alphabet he could think of at that time to manipulate some shit to say to franklin Teddy is a fucking sociopath, okay? So, Franklin, like, he ain't buying it. He like, okay. All right, Teddy. But let me just tell you this. Never come by or drop by my house, my place of business, or anywhere I wasn't expecting you at. You think Teddy gonna listen to Franklin? Negative. So we get into the next scene and Teddy meets up with Gustavo. Teddy tells him he has to do the drop with Franklin because he has some things to do. So, of course, Gustavo lay back. Gustavo is chill. Gustavo going to go with the program as long as his family is straight. So he's like, all right, you know, I got it. So Black Diamond in Dallas, they put um, a little younger stripper. They put her on mellow, arrogant ass. So she go over there twerking it up on mellow, and he talking cash stuff because he think he the next man up. So she takes all the intel she got back from uh, mellow back to Black Diamond in Dallas. And when Black Diamond <laughs> walks off, she like, these young bitches so ungrateful. <laughs> like they ain't the old school strippers, these little young bitches. <laughs> I like Black Diamond in Dallas. They funny. 
So we get into the next scene and Franklin and Peaches, they're getting some money together because they got to do the drops tonight with Gustavo. And we see Peaches is still coughing, sniffling and everything else. And I, a lot of people had theories that he might be on drugs. I don't think Peaches is on drugs. This is the 80s. This is the mid 80s. This is when HIV was really, really big at, at that time. And nobody really knew what it was. Everybody was, it was just a, it was an epidemic. You know, I'm wondering if they're going to keep it snowfall and keep it true to form. And is that what the storyline that they're working in? This was the 80s. This was a really, really big deal. And it only makes it right to do one of the characters like that because it's keeping it true to form. That's my theory. I don't know. Some people were saying they think he's getting high, but no, I think it might be something like that. So oh poor peaches because i love me some peaches you know peaches that's one of my one of my uh favorite characters that you grow to love you know because you just so used to peaches being there in hell he gonna have that hammer ready and be ready for anything we, we, we remember the first time peaches caught a body on the show and that was when um biscuit and his brother broke into the house remember they was the bondsmen in season two <laughs> and peaches was sitting right there watching cartoons and pop they ass pop pop so we get to the next scene and um franklin when well, he's sending some home for the night peaches tries to give him some dab franklin like, uh-uh nigga uh-uh <laughs> so we get into the next scene and franklin's meet franklin meets up with gustavo he gets to asking him some questions about grady you know just trying to fill gustavo out and you know just trying to talk you know what i'm saying they do the same thing and he don't trust teddy now gustavo he don't really say too much um gustavo is laid back and Gustavo is not going to have the same issues Franklin have with Teddy. For well, number one, Teddy saved Gustavo's life. He liked it, Grady, but as long as Gustavo's family is straight, he good. So Franklin instantly catches on. He gets to looking up. He looking like, hey, we got a new spot. We had to meet up. All I see is all these damn windows. So he swiftly catches on like Teddy ass is listening. So he like, you know what? Fuck Grady. Grady was a piece of shit. I'm happy Teddy back. Teddy the businessman. So he plays it off and he does it very, 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 very swell. Very, very swell. Very, very swell. So who do who who we see in the window? Teddy crazy ass with some binoculars and everything LCIA style child. Tell y'all, Teddy is a sociopath. <laughs> so we get to another weird scene and we go to Louie's club and we got Detective Buckley. He in Louie's office. He getting high and he cooking. Child, this nigga's weird. Like, this Buckley dude, he got to go. So she come up there and I'm like, do they know each other from back in the day? Is they both from Louisiana? I don't know. Because he got to talking about cooking something to remind her of home. And we see Jerome ain't feeling him. Jerome walked in that office and walked right the fuck back out. So she told him she gonna send, you know, one of the hookers up there to satisfy him, to calm his ass down. And he lets her know, you know, grabbing her hand like, look, I still need that little red meat. And she like, that's not no easy ask. I'm gonna need some more time. So we're going to see who she hand over to him because we see uh, Louie. <laughs> so we get into the next scene. And when they go downstairs, Black Diamond in Dallas, they um back in Louie's club to bring her the intel on Mellow. So when they leave, Jerome is like, you know, they only loyal to the highest bidder. They said that they sell. Uh, Louie like, well, Franklin must be paying them well. So they end up working up the deal where they meet with Mello 
And he tells them Scully plans to take them out anyway on the next drop. And he wants to be number one anyway, but he can't take Scully out because if he do, he won't be able to get to that spot. So they work up a plan to take him out for Mello. And he lets them know that Scully going to go to the psychic tomorrow to talk to baby girl Tiana for her birthday. So <laughs> Jerome and Louis go to the psychic. They make it there first. And this straight gave me like Eve's by you vibes when Diane Carroll played the hell out of that role in that movie. And when she opened up that damn door and had that white stuff on her face, it took me back to Eve's by you. And Louie played that role. Now, y'all know Louie, she from the South. She from Louisiana, that Creole, you know. So she she knew how to handle it very, very well. <laughs> and she she knew how to talk that lady's language, literally. I'm not talking about Creole language. She knew exactly how to handle it with the money, the words. She knew what to do, okay? Uh, that Creole came straight out of Louie. She brought that Louisiana Baton Rouge out of her. So... Um, after that, Franklin and Dallas, they go check out the new drop spot that he met with Gustavo the night before. And because he, he knew something didn't feel right. So when he go upstairs and they look around, Dallas, of course, she a little reluctant. She like, look, this is a movie type thriller shit. You know, this ain't the hood. But when they walk around, he notices this motherfucker Teddy was here. So he know Teddy, sociopath. So... Scully, he enters uh, Mama Mambo's house. That's the psychic lady named child. Soon as he walk in, he got his little suit on, his little hair slicked to the back. Louie and Jerome, they come out with pistols to the head. They tell him about Mello, and it kind of cuts to the next scene where they're back in the office to where you might have thought something happened to him. But I knew they didn't kill him because Scully is too big of a character to kill him off screen like that. So I'm like, they ain't kill him. So... <clears throat> when they in the office they kind of talking here come Mello. he come in all cocky like you know what i'm saying he just know he number one he the king of the throne so he tells him like look i got the money for you 100 g's but you know the the streets is silent so i need proof that y'all actually did it so they throw him tiana's chain that scully keeps so he like oh yeah so he gets all excited <laughs> he gets all excited he like you know what key to the throne but baby after he gets all excited here comes scully hammers get the cocking and mellow like come on scully <laughs> You know me better than that. This was their idea. Child, Scully snaps that boy's neck. Get to quote most scriptures. And he tell them to take the unfunny niggas. He like, you unfunny nigga. He had them take them to the white room so he can torture their ass. Child, Scully is a mess. So we see at the end of the day, after all of that, Jerome and Louie and Scully, they had warmth in the hospital. So they have an understanding to understand. And Scully even, you know, gives Jerome Tiana's necklace. And he like, you know what? You was right. Prices go back to the original. And you know what? You can keep Judas's money because I don't want it. So they even get to keep the hundred thousand that Melo brought to off Scully. So we go into the next scene. And Miss Veronique, she comes in trying to cheer Franklin up. And he like, look, baby, I ain't in the mood for all that meditation and cleansing shit right now. And she's like, well, you want to have sex? <laughs> and he like, rain check. But, you know, 
Franklin is overstressed with all the tension going on with the family, um, with Teddy being back, with him not being able to get in contact with his mother, with Alton. Franklin is going through a thing. So I, you know, she hugging him, trying to console him. Here come my girl, Wanda Bell. What you know what? It's always good to see Wanda Bell. Wanda Bell come here, hair looks slick down. She got a little dress shoe. <laughs> I love me some Wanda Bell, child. Wanda come here like, sorry to mess up your happy hour, frankly, but a bitch is broke. I need a job. I heard you saying, Becky, them legs don't work too good no more. Well, I used to be on the track team. I used to be a handy woman and a contractor. So, you know, a bitch is broke. <laughs> so, you know, Wanda, Wanda gonna give you a damn laugh. And she go on and on and on. And Franklin agrees to give her a job. So she like... You know, thank you, Franklin. Thank you, Franklin. I didn't mean to eavesdrop the other night, but thank you, Franklin. Wanda Bell can always be comic relief. Like, she she plays that role. She always steals her scenes. I love her. And I love how Franklin is, you know, looking out for her uh, with everything that happened within season two and season three. So we get to the final scene. Franklin and Peaches. They meet up with Jerome and Louie. And Franklin Saint, he does what Franklin Saint does and gives one of those Franklin Saint brick by brick speeches and shit, you know. Now, here's the thing. And after I'm done, I'm going to play the trailer and Sleeper. Here's here's the thing with Louie. Louie do too much. Louie do, Aunt Louie doing too much. And I love me son Louie. But Aunt Louie has a tendency to get beside herself. She did it before. When they got to getting money the first time and she got in back in Claudia bed. Remember, she switched up out of nowhere. And, you know, he like, I know you was shot. That was traumatic. So I let it go. But hell, Franklin was shot too. And you in the game. That's the game. So Louis wants to be in control. Franklin, like, what do you want, Queen Louis? Because this little experiment, it's not working. And the prices is not getting cut. Teddy said the only thing what's wrong is with y'all stepping out. And I let y'all do that, but it's a wrap. You know, and I couldn't have agreed more. But the scene was so beautiful, and Franklin put both of their ass in their spots. Um, I'm not gonna try to do what he did. Shout out to Damon Idris because he is acting his ass off. So what I'm gonna do is just play the shit. Said the prices ain't changing because the prices ain't the problem. Know what is? Y'all two. Break it away from me. Go down your own. I see. So you just gonna bend over and do whatever he said? No. But this time he's right. Look, I gave y'all a chance. Did this shit for as long as I could, but this little experiment is not working. I'm 
happy to split the profits with y'all 50-50. But you got to come home. Get this operation under one roof. No, we ain't doing that. Why? Why not? Because I don't want to put my life, our life, at risk for your bullshit-ass decisions. Is that it? Or is it that you're so sure that you're so much smarter than everybody else? You're tired of this. Lions fighting over sheep. This between me and him. Oh, yeah? So won't you handle it then? Boom. That's right. Because I know breaking away wasn't Jerome's idea. And I let it go. Because you've been shot. Been through some traumatic shit. Hey, you let it go? Yeah, that's right for her. Don't talk out your goddamn neck, boy. <laughs> well, then maybe you can enlighten me, Ark, on what the fuck she wants. Nah. Would you ask her yourself then? What would you like, Queen Louie? What's gonna make you happy? Cause nothing seems to do it for you. How about not being under anybody's thumb, nephew? Well, I hate to break it to you, but everybody's gotta answer to somebody. And me, I answer to the man who may have disappeared, my fucking father, and who will do the same to us if we don't move this product. Now, I don't know about y'all two, but I'd like to stay alive long enough to enjoy what I've made. So from here on out, I don't wanna hear anything else about kilos or prices. Y'all wanna go out on your own? Fine, but do not but one second fuck around with what I gotta do to get mine, because I promise you, there is nothing I'm not prepared to do. You better talk your shit, Franklin. <laughs> that was my episode recap for episode three titled Lions. I hope you guys enjoyed my recap. I'm going to play the trailer really fast and we'll talk about that. And I have a sleeper for you guys as well. Um, my score, <laughs> you really want to know my score? One out of 10, 10, 10. This is the best show out. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. This is the best show out because it's so much realization in this shit. It is so realistic. A lot of people might you know, don't pay attention to the small details and you might overlook stuff, but this stuff goes so deep, especially on how they tie in the government with everything else is so true to form. So uh, my score was a 10, was a 10. It's probably going to start picking up during episode four with more, more action and more action, but you know, they got to build it up, but I love the way that they're doing it. They're doing it snowfall. They're not letting me down. So I would vote it a number 10. So I'm about to go ahead and play this trailer of episode four. One moment. This is what it's all about, you know? Family. If you move in literal tons of rock cocaine, would you suspect I just want to understand what kind of danger We are drug dealers. That's the game. We come with this, we're going to come right back in. Texas All right, so that's... um episode four for next week it's gonna be titled Revol uh, revolutions it looks like mama sissy is gonna make her return and it's like gonna be a ga gathering between her veronique franklin louis and jerome it looked like the projects is gonna get hit and that was one thing that damon idris damson idris talked about on uh the breakfast club this morning is that the liam bias story by it was true that and I talked about it myself when I did my crack recap documentary. When that Lynn Bias thing happened, it brought a lot of task force. And then that they after that, that changed the game. So they're writing it into the show. And like 
you guys have to, if you haven't checked it out, listen to my crack documentary recap. After that land bias situation, that's when they made all those small task force. And then they went in and they made laws within 11 days that normally take years to make. That is how Clinton got into office and they made that third strike law. That's why we have mainly a lot of our black men incarcerated for years since the 80s for a little bit of nothing. Like, you could have got caught with a little bit of crack cocaine back then, and that would have been 10, 20 years. Like, that's how serious this shit was. And it, you know, that Liam Bias thing, it was a really big deal because he was like the number two draft pick at the time. It goes really deep. So, um, if you guys are into this, check out my crack recap documentary. We talked about Liam Bias and Damson Idris when he was on a breakfast club. He talked about how they're going to work that into the show. And we seen that off episode one. It really did happen, and that really was his name. So it showed them hitting the projects hard with Leon them because they're going to be, that's when they got the breaking down and locking everybody up, you know. So looks like it's going to be good. It's going to get better and better and better. That's how Snowfall do. So that's episode four, Revolution. So be back next week. We're doing recaps on Snowfall every Thursday night. So. I got a sleeper for you guys if you want to hear it. Just something I've been listening to every day because I um this is on my book writing playlist. I have to get in my mood when I write and I've been getting busy, y'all. I cannot wait to finish because I want to share my journey with this novel I'm writing and the story I'm telling with you guys. So stay tuned for that. Here is my sleeper. It's one of my favorite songs as well. And I've been having this on repeat. We going straight Philly, Beanie Siegel, fill it in the air. Funny, can't tell me nothing different. My nose twitching, intuition setting in like Steve Vision. I still close my eyes, I still see visions. Still hear that voice in the back of my mind. So what I do, I still take heed, I still listen. I still paint that perfect picture. I still shine bright like a prism. My words still sing. I know you can't, don't, won't get it. You niggas chose to ride that ship, sunk with it. I'm still afloat. I ain't the captain of the yacht, but I'm on a boat. I ain't acting with a knock, knowing that I don't. You niggas acting like you will, but I know you won't. You won't, man. I read between the lines of the eyes of your brows. Your hands shaking, matching your smile. Uh-huh. 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 Body, 85% communication, not verbal. 85% sweaty, no. 
That's my shit right there. Fill it in the air by beans. Um, I'll be back on tomorrow. We'll recap Bel Air episode six. We'll do Big Sky. Finally, is back. Um, y'all already know we're gonna get into Power Book Four Force on Sunday, and just a little positive energy. Remember, it is March. March will be filled with positivity. March will be filled with love. March will be filled with money. March will be filled with kindness. And March will be filled with blessings. Let's try to speak that positive energy into this world. I am wishing you all a blessed and safe and happy weekend. Do not forget you guys can hit me up if you have any requests. And you can even hit your girl up just to say what's up. So I'll be dropping content this weekend. And, you know, wishing you guys a beautiful weekend. So it is your girl Shanice. And I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. And I appreciate and much love to my podcast family. And thank you for your support. I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice. One mic. All I need is one mic. One mic.